the text that calls for our attention on this Lord's Day and on this day of Ava's confirmation is our gospel reading for today from John chapter 10, especially verse 9 and 10. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Grace, mercy, and peace to you. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Ava, the devil loves to be hidden in darkness because then he feels that he's free to move around. But today on the occasion of your confirmation, I plan to shine the light of Jesus right at him. We'll expose the devil today by revealing one of his favorite tricks. For know this, the devil wants to tear you away from the faith that you will confess today. He's going to try to keep you from treasuring in your heart the Lord's Supper, which you'll receive for the first time today. But fear not, Jesus is on your side. Throughout your life, but perhaps most intensely during the days of your youth, the devil is going to whisper a lie into your ears that is a huge lie and yet is often rather compelling. He's going to tell you this. Jesus is trying to keep you from the good life. You see, he's going to try to convince you that Jesus is nothing more than a fun-hating, pleasure-prohibiting, love-restricting killjoy. He's going to try to tell you that when Jesus set you apart as one of his children... He really just puts you into a land of boredom and sadness. He's going to try to tell you that when the Lord calls you to come to his house to receive his gifts regularly, he's really just trying to keep you from a day at the lake. He's going to tell you that when Jesus tells you to honor the adults that God has placed in your life, that all he's trying to do is to keep you from having the fun that your friends are having. He's going to tell you that the way that God links marriage and sexuality is so old-fashioned that if you embrace it, you might as well also ride around in a horse and buggy. Yes, Satan wants you to believe that the good life is with him. And he tries to get this message out in whatever way he can. He's been singing it into people's ears through music for years. Billy Joel sang years ago, I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. The sinners are much more fun. More recently, country superstar Kenny Chesney said that he was singing for everyone when he said, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to go right now. He suggested that people were way more fun down here on earth partying than going to heaven would be. Yeah, Satan wants to convince you that if you'll just stop listening to all that Jesus talk in church, you'll finally have the abundant life with everything you've ever dreamed of. Of course, in doing so, he'll try to shield your eyes from the pain that addict feels every day of their life after buying into the same lie of Satan. He'll try to hide you from that 35-year-old woman who has no idea what true love even looks like, 
because she listened to his sly words. And he'll try to keep you from ever learning. Just how miserable that guy really is at the end of the day. You know, that guy with all the mansions and the cars and the world's respect. No, he'll just tell you that if you're content with what you have, you'll never really have anything great. He'll tell you that if you're so rigid as to try never to lie, people will just take advantage of you in every area of your life. He'll tell you that when Jesus tells you to do anything, his purpose is simply to keep you from something else. And while, I, while what he means by that statement is a complete lie, I must admit the statement is true in a different sense. You see, Jesus is trying to keep you from something, but it's not the good life. He wants to keep you away from all the hurt and pain those other things can bring into your life. He wants to keep you away from spiritual death. He wants to keep you away from eternal separation from him. After all, he is your shepherd. And protecting you from harm, that's his job. And he loves his job. And so he will, your whole life long, protect you from evil and lead you into every good thing. Know that through his word, he is actually seeking not to keep the good life from you, but rather to give it to you. And so he will always tell you the truth. He will tell you the truth even when you don't want to hear it. Because he knows this. The thief, the devil, he comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus has come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Yes, through his commandments, God is leading you to still waters and to green pastures. He is leading you to a life filled with peace and nourishment. He's protecting for you, through his commandments and for your neighbor, things like marriage and possessions and life itself. You see, Jesus loves you so much that he bore, his, bore your sins in his body on the tree, that you might instead be able to live in righteousness. But know this, it's not just God's commandments that give you the abundant life. In fact, some of the best parts of the abundant life come not about through Christ's commandments, but through his promises. And know this, that every gift that God wants to give you in Christ, he has promised to give you in his church. That is where the abundant life is described week after week. And it is not only described, but it is delivered as well. It's been that way ever since the Holy Spirit fell on the church. We heard about it again today. We were told about the people of God there in the early days of the church. Those who devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and to prayers. Yes, the people of God in all times and places gather around the word. They rejoice to be part of a family of fellowship through the means of baptism. They rejoice to gather at the Lord's table to be fed. And they come together week after week in order that they indeed might pray the prayers of the people of God. Through those means, though they seem simple, Jesus will deliver to you throughout your life peace and joy and comfort. After all, there's nothing more blessed in this entire world 
than knowing that your sins are forgiven and that you have a right relationship with your Father. Indeed, it is great to know that your sins are forgiven because that means you don't have to live your life with constant guilt. And knowing that you are his child, well, that should help you know about your purpose in this life. And finally, knowing where you're going to end up when all of this is over, well, that gives you many reasons to be filled with joy and hope each day. So today you get to confess with joy that you don't need anything but Jesus, his gifts, and his ways in order to have the abundant life. You get to stand up here and reject Satan and his deceptions. You get to expose him publicly as a liar and confess that Jesus is your Lord. Now, of course, you couldn't do any of that unless the Spirit had come into your life, unless he had worked faith in you through the Word and through baptism. He is the one who has taught you the voice of your shepherd and made you trust his call. And so today we rejoice not only at your confession, but at the Spirit who enables that confession as well. And now it's time to move on to a new part of your life. But sadly, as any of us can tell you, the devil doesn't leave you alone just because you've been baptized and confirmed. He doesn't leave you alone simply because you've been forgiven and fed. No, he will continue to try to convince you that the abundant life is with him. And at times, you'll fall for that lie. All of us here do. You'll stray over across the fence and see if the grass is greener. And while those first bites might taste rather tasty, they will sour in your stomach over time. Even then, though, know that God will never forget you or forsake you. He'll simply call you back to that abundant life that he offers. So in those times when you recognize that you have been a strange sheep, repent and return to the one who anxiously awaits your return. For though you were strained like a sheep, yes, the shepherd and overseer of your souls welcomes you home. Return through the door that is Jesus to the flock of God and to the pasture he provides. For it is his forgiveness that ensures your abundant life. And for the rest of you gathered here today, the message is the same. You know Satan didn't give up on that lie the day you were confirmed or not even the day you graduated high school. He still whispers it into your ear all the time. He tells you that the real key to financial success, fun times, and the friends you desire is to come with him. He tells you that God's ways are just rules made up to make sure you don't get everything out of life that you want. He'll read those lies to you right out of the newspaper or magazine you're reading or right off your smartphone. He'll sing them into your ears as you go from place to place in your car. He'll talk them right into your ears through that person you respect or through those pretty lips on that person you find attractive. Today, all of us together need to admit that we all too often buy into the lies of the evil one. 
We go looking for the abundant life where he leads us. What foolish sheep we are to stray away from the one truly good shepherd. Today, let us return to him. Let us admit our foolish ways and join Ava in her confession that the good and abundant life is with Jesus and Jesus alone. For blessedly, he comes to us again this day in his word and in his supper to forgive us and to give us that abundant life, that life he earned when he took our sins to the cross, that life that he manifested when he walked out of the tomb alive. Jesus is alive. And that life that he has is yours by his grace. And that life is abundant indeed. It is abundant for Ava, for you, for me, and for all who place their trust in Jesus. For he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah and amen. <laughs>